0: All right, everybody, you're listening to HubShot's episode 228. In this episode, we talk about how to scale with HubSpot marketing professional in real life. In this edition, we dive into automation and workflows, personalization and smart content, SEO recommendations and optimizations, ABM tools, AB testing, campaign and custom reporting. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips tips and strategies for growing your sales, marketing, and service results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search To Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. Welcome back, Craig.
1: Welcome back. Oh, it's so good to be back in the same room with you, Ian. So listeners, this is our first episode recording together in the same room since March. That's right. When lockdown came into effect in Australia and we've worked remotely and all our episodes since then have been on Zoom. So it's going to be interesting to see what the dynamic changes.
0: That's right. And I have to say I've missed our little chats and dinners together and it was so
1: nice to have dinner today. It was. It was great. And then, um, yeah, Betty's Burgers. And then we went over for some cake afterwards at the Ari. <laughs> that's good. You know, that's the thing that's changed, isn't it? Correct. Right, this, I didn't have this in the show notes, but you've just prompted me. That whole I guess what you do with people, everything is so clinical and to a purpose, get on through right. and cover this, that social element and just taking time to chat about stuff and think through things and ideas, yeah. it's all gone. It's so good. You don't get that unless you're back Correct. In and person. that's
0: And that's how we came up with the show today as we were having dinner. We had a chat and we came up with the idea for today's show. So listeners, we hope you enjoy it. So we want to talk about our growth thought of the week, Craig, and- In the last episode, we talked about HubSpot for small businesses. In the next episode, we're going to talk about HubSpot for sales professionals and how to use that and to scale using HubSpot sales professional. But in this one, we're going to talk about HubSpot marketing professional and with some real life examples of how to use it.
1: Yeah, that's right. And look, I think what we're going to highlight is that a significant part when you move from, say, that small business approach to the mid to large business is automation you're a bigger company, you've got processes and a key part of what we're going to chat about tonight is workflows that automate those processes. And not only do they increase efficiency, but they reduce errors.
0: All right. So let's start with automation or workflows as it's in the system and how we utilize that in marketing. So here are our top three HubSpot workflow.
1: Yeah, that's right. And by the way, we
0: have got a couple of links to previous episodes. We've talked about
1: workflows a lot. We love workflows, uh, don't we, Ian? But yeah, the top three things that we always get set up for clients, the first one is internal email notifications. Very powerful because it's not just notifying anything and everything. It's about having qualified leads. You can filter them down so you don't waste sales, people's time or marketing uh, follow-ups. So that's our first one. What's the second one?
0: The second one is nurture sequences. So making sure that once you've engaged with somebody, you've got them in a nurture sequence and you've actually thought about what that is. And this is not easy, customers. What I want to say is actually take thought and effort to put this together. So well worth the effort, isn't it, Craig?
1: It is. And not only that, with workflows such as nurture sequences, it it can start just as simple as a series of emails spaced out, but you can also add in other items such as schedule a follow-up from the sales team or check this lead that kind of stuff so nurtures can be uh, can get complex and powerful.
0: And the final one is to set lifecycle stage of contacts based on activity and behavior. And this is another key element to understand where people are in that buying journey with you. All right, on to our shot 3 which we're talking about personalization/smart slash content and reporting. Now here's where you can use personalization or smart content in the system, right? You can use it on landing pages, Website pages, if you've got the website add-on, emails, and call to actions. And here is the top three things that we're going to share with you where you can utilize this. So, Craig, what's the first one? And you do this quite often.
1: Yeah, well, uh, just the way we use forms. So, And by the way, uh, there's smart forms in a way. But yeah, just hiding, showing forms, that kind of thing on landing pages um, so one of the funny ones that we've done is if if we've got visitors that we're getting a lot of spam from, from certain countries, we create a form that is essentially not submittable and we show based on smart content, we show that to some countries and then not to others just because it gets them in a bit of a honeypot and keeps them away. So that's a fun little way. I don't, I don't know if that's the, the highest value, but it's a good example of using uh, smart content.
0: And the second one, which most people are not aware of, is using smart call to actions to show different actions if someone has already taken, for example, become a customer. So I'll put an example here is one of the CTAs that we do show is when a person is not a customer, we have a call to action that says, how can we solve your problem, right? So we want to take them to a page where it describes all the problems they might be having and they can choose one. Now, if they've already done that and we know that they're a customer, we then say, hey, click here to listen to HubShots because we, we're already working with them so we understand. So that's a really simple way to utilize a call to action. And then lastly, similar to the, what I mentioned
1: of before, but changing out, switching out content based on localization rules. So you might show specific content for one country and then different content for another country. But again, it can be lists, it can be personalizing. So if uh, someone arrives on a page, welcome back. As you've uh, similarly said with CTAs, it just makes the whole experience on a page integrated and seamless.
0: And listeners, another one is to do with devices. So you can change things based on device. So you might actually end up showing a different form if someone's coming from a mobile device versus someone on a desktop. And this is a very underutilized piece of... uh, technology that we often see happen, right,
1: Craig? It sure is. Functionality, it's quite easy to use. That's the thing. We're going to talk about A-B testing in a little bit, which can be harder and a little bit more cumbersome to set up, but smart content, much easier and potentially much more effective.
0: That's right. All right, on to shot four, and we're talking about SEO optimizations. And in Hub for Professional, there's a number of tools for analyzing as well as planning for Google optimizations and hooking in your Google... Search Console data, right, Craig?
1: That's right. You can uh, link in Search Console for some of the SEO planning. In the show notes, we've got screenshots of the actual recommendations page, and this can be set up at the domain level. So, for example, we've got some recommendations there for the HubShots domain, and they're very easy uh, to review, and also you can action them on the spot, so that's quite nice. And then drilling down further at the page level, there's a whole optimized tab. You know, it's kind of they they put it front and center. It's not like you can miss it. The optimized tab, which will give you actually recommendations for the page. And so this should be part of your go live or publish process. You've got a page, okay. The content's ready, reviewed, great. Now just check the optimized tab, engage those recommendations, publish, and and you're live.
0: All right. Shot five is ABM tools. And this is for account-based marketing. Now, some of you might go, hang on, isn't that a sales thing? No, it's actually a marketing and sales function. So we're going to talk about ABM in this context to do with marketing. And we discussed some of this in episode 203. But why we're highlighting this is it's a great way to target outreach and working with your sales team and understanding who the people are in the organization, So here are our top three or top four tips to do with ABM. The first one is making sure you actually have your data input correctly on the company and contact records. And one of the key things that we do is make sure we create a separate sidebar widget, so to speak, where we actually put the key account information on the contact and the company so it's easy for people to identify that information in the system.
1: That's right. By the way, getting that data in place is also you can use that in lists, which of course then you can feed back into some of the smart content we talked about in the previous tip. So having key accounts, that actually might influence some of the
0: personalization of content that we talked about in the previous shot. And not to mention, Craig, you can feed those lists into the ads manager and into Facebook and Google as well.
1: That's right. So it's a very nice way that sales and marketing fits together. We'll talk about more as uh, related to sales in our episode next week. But yeah, account-based marketing, account-based sales, as you said at the start, yeah, very intertwined.
0: The second one we want to talk about is making sure you've actually put in the data and it's tracking. Now, why we say this, there is a recommendations tab or the little icon where you can click and you get recommendations in the system and it will show companies that HubSpot things might be a good fit as target accounts. Each company is like your existing target account based on industry size, page view data. So as you choose more target accounts over time, the recommendations do become smarter and better in the system. So just be aware of that. Again, like we say, garbage in, garbage out. So the better you do this, the better you get a recommendation. Number three, Craig.
1: Well, the Prospects tool, which uh, we've mentioned a number of times on the show as well, it's one of those hidden gems. I have to remind myself often to come back to this because I forget about it. But yeah, it's it's part and parcel of the whole targeting piece, isn't it?
0: And our tip here is when you're using Prospects tool and you're trying to not just look at the entire bit of data, is use the filters on the left-hand side to narrow this down. So a really common thing we would do is narrow it down by City, for example. So in the example, we just want to see all the companies that have have got Sydney in them, right? Or the origination point is Sydney. And it's a great way to narrow this down. By default, you'll say if it's an internet service provider, we don't want to see that. Some of them get through listeners, but there is a way to get this uh, out of the way. So it's a great tool to utilize. And number four, I think we've highlighted this is What this does is get the sales and marketing teams working better together to understand who they're marketing to and how they should market to. And we put a link in the show notes to some ABM training that HubSpot Academy has done. And I would encourage everybody, even if you don't use this, do the training because it might open your eyes to something else that you can do differently in your business. It's getting better as well. I noticed that uh, HubSpot have been pushing
1: a lot of webinars and things around ABM lately and the assets. So the tool has got to a point where the ABM tools are actually quite sophisticated now and they're being used well by companies. And so, yeah, they're really pushing it. So I just mentioned that because I know a lot of people were very underwhelmed with the AB tool set initially. It's come a long way since then. Give it another look in if you haven't for a while.
0: All right. On to shot six, which is to do with campaign reporting, Craig. And now... HubSpot campaign reports are a simple way to tie marketing activities together as they pull in all the assets and activities conducted around a campaign. And also, this is the big one, looping in influenced revenue. And why is this important? Well, this is it. And and look, it's a bit of a
1: two-edged sword, this, because in some ways it's very helpful, but in others it's a little bit misleading. Influenced revenue, influenced contacts. The reason it's great is because you can see a campaign did have Influence it did impact contacts and revenue, but often the way that that influenced revenue is calculated is just any touch with any campaign. So you kind of have a campaign, which might not have been incredibly successful, but it tended to touch a few contacts, and they might have been sold and closed by other campaigns. They are counted in influenced revenue. So just be wary of that. It's good and bad. The good though is that you can see if a campaign has no impact on revenue or contacts. In some ways, knowing what's not working is valuable intel. That's quite actionable, right? You run a campaign for a month, no influence contacts, no influence revenue. Let's turn that thing off, right? Okay. So that's the value of a negative result. But on a positive result, and we've got a screenshot here from one of our clients, just seeing how all the things tie together, all the assets, landing pages, emails, CTAs, social interactions, blog posts, all of that kind of thing pulled together. The important thing is to make sure you're doing proper URL tracking. So get the URL builder involved, especially if you're sharing on social, make sure all your campaigns are linked together with an asset, and then you'll start seeing the data pulled together into a nice overview.
0: And I think, Craig, one of the things you've highlighted here is to make sure you name things correctly and in a helpful manner because in some of our accounts, we've got lots of campaigns And after a while, you kind of go, when was that or when did that happen? And it's really hard. So being really clear with your naming conventions and having a standard is a really big plus when setting all of this up. And that's right. And pro tip, because
1: this is one of the few things that you can't rename. Once you set up a campaign name, you can't change it. The reason for that is because the campaign name is used out on URLs that are used on social, things like that. You can't rename them out on Facebook once they're out there. So yeah get the names right. The other thing I will just highlight when you're thinking around campaigns is think about the number of campaigns you're going to run over the year and that will help you determine how much granularity you have. If you've only got a few then be really granular on the campaigns you run but if you're running a ton of them maybe group them into more theme campaign themes to save you trying to drill into a hundred different campaigns. Try and keep it around 20 or 30 for the year that makes reporting a lot easier.
0: Craig, that was like a $1,000 an hour. Tip right there. All right, listeners, on to shot seven, which is A-B testing. And HubSpot allows you to easily A-B test assets like web pages, landing pages, emails, and calls to actions. And so why would this be important is you might want to find out what works better. So a really simple one that we often test firstly with clients is call to actions you might think, is this wording better than the other? So for example, one we used to test was get a quote versus request a quote and see how does that uh, pan out. So it's really interesting because in certain industries, a certain wording will work differently or better than those in a different industry or a different category of business.
1: I think that's a really good tip. And the, the, the reason to start with CTAs is because they are so easy. And they often overlook, actually, we get people say, why would I use CTA links on pages? Isn't that just extra hassle? Why don't I just include the link? Easy to edit HTML view. And you're going, yeah, well, that's true. Two reasons why CTAs are great. One is you can do A, B test them. But two is you get the tracking, you get the reporting, how many views and then how many were clicked so that you actually get conversion rates on. And of course, that flows into your A, B testing there. So yeah, really useful and really simple to do as well. It's not hard once you know how to use CTAs.
0: That's right. And also, the next part, you could decide to test different website pages and see which performs best. And I'm sure people know, and we go through this in episode 215 about uh, email testing as well, because this is really important. And I think email testing is one of the most underutilized features within the system, because we, we've tested this out, right? And we tested it out with many clients. And the significant increase you can get just from a single test on that email can be massive, can't it, Craig? It can. And and the simplest thing, by the way, when we
1: A-B test most of our emails, we hardly ever A-B test the content. It's always the subject line because it's so easy. You get your email ready. It's almost like that's part of the go live schedule piece. Okay, we've done it. Yeah, the email's signed off, re- ready to go. Okay, final step, just variation of the subject line. Bang, go goes out and you just learn over time. One final comment about A-B testing is a, a tip that I used to give was don't bother A-B testing if you're not going to get enough engagement because to reach statistical confidence, you've kind of got to get a certain number of views on a page, certain number of opens on an email, that kind of thing. But as you reminded me earlier today, it's like, well, don't worry about that because HubSpot works that out for you. It's not going to give you a winner if it's not statistically significant. So if you can, just A-B test everything, even if you're not sure it's not going to get many views maybe just test something on the page, a title, maybe test the, definitely test the email subject line, statistical confidence will be highlighted by HubSpot.
0: Correct. All the tools are there to make a difference, Craig. On to shot eight, which is custom reporting. And HubSpot's reporting engine has come a long way since last year. And we see a lot of power across various HubSpot objects like contacts, deals, companies, and now even coming very soon is custom objects and you might think why is this important Craig why is it important and why would I want to use this report
1: builder well first of all custom reports are really handy for those quick things so quite often you get into custom reports via a dashboard you set up a dashboard okay some standard reports bang 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 put them on hang on I want to tweak that a bit or I want to clone it and just change something bang takes you into the reporting tool which are, they're actually called custom reports, you can edit them, so very handy to use. But the new builder, which you're referring to, yeah, actually gives you a lot more power across a lot more objects, and it really is giving you this deep data uh, crunching. And as you said, it's going to expand out over over custom objects, which I'm sure is the whole reason this new report builder is in place. We've got a whole episode on that uh, back in 221. 200.
0: And we also have in episode 218, we talk about HubSpot attribution reporting. So, well worth a look. Well, there's four main reports that we typically set Correct. up for our clients. What's the first one? The first one is contacts by source and lifecycle, Craig.
1: Yep. Drilling down, maybe removing offline sources so it doesn't pollute. Correct. <laughs> reports. Second one being contacts by timeframes. And also custom contact Filtering by department. So, we've got some clients that have multiple departments. And so, in a standard report on a dashboard, you'd get all the contacts. But if we've got a custom property that identifies, mm-hmm. oh, this was a particular department of that company because they've got various, you can just filter down to that to show on specific dashboards for those departments.
0: And the final one being ad campaigns. And this is really great when you're trying to understand what's going on with your paid advertising. It's
1: so good because the, the whole, the whole value prop of having ads in hubspot that ads reporting is it's directly tied to well not only contacts but customers so you can see how how your ad campaigns have driven customers that's really powerful you can't get that from google analytics easily can't get that from the google ad words interface easily can't get it from facebook easily hubspot's where you get it and yeah providing those reports on a dashboard very powerful
0: and finally, listeners, in Shot nine, we were going to bring this all together. And as a key part of unlocking the value of HubSpot Professional, here are three things to consider. Have a clear process defined as this will allow you to easily automate your tasks. I think that's right. When companies are getting larger,
1: having processes in place allows you to identify efficiency points. And you just say, right, you've got that process. That's great. We can automate these pieces of it. Bang, straight into HubSpot. Second one, Craig? Like we said earlier, being clear on the campaigns you're going to run and uh, the the channels you'll target so you can set up your tracking effectively. And this is the thing. If you don't have tracking in place, then just why bother? Because reports won't be meaningful. Uh, You won't have actionable intel.
0: And finally, listeners, having a test and measure approach so that reporting is actionable. And this is really key with everything that we talk about is don't be afraid to try things out and test new things. And I even say have a budget. So 20% is generally a good number. Have a budget set aside to test something new that you've never done before. So I encourage you to take that on and implement. That's right. And the
1: other thing about that test and measure approach where we talk about actionable is even if you go back to the A-B testing and all the only – new thing that you take out of this show is that you're going to A, B test email subject lines. Let's say that's the only thing you take away from this show. Not only will you get results, because email campaigns are still great. We know the power of emails. So you get results. You send out a campaign and get results, but you also learn something. Oh, that that B version didn't work. Oh, that's Intel. Correct. Craig, onto our quote of the week. We can't finish the show without a quote. This is from Blair Enns, co-host on the Two Bobs podcast. David C. Baker, friend of the show, who we love. That's right. Yeah, this is his quote. He said, uh, so many people build their professional identity around their daily tasks. Asking them to automate those tasks and move on to the next set of challenges is like asking them to become a different person. It's taken me a long time to understand that, he says, end quote. I thought that was appropriate for today's wow. show because <laughs> it's almost like that should be something you aspire to, not be wary of.
0: That is exactly right, Craig. That's a cracker. Anyway, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this show. We'd love you to share it with anybody who is considering using HubSpot Professional. As we said always, if you want help, we are available to help you in any time or any time zone in any place. And we would love to help listeners of the show. We love talking to you guys. Please also connect with Craig and myself on LinkedIn and send us a note. We would love to connect with you and see what interesting things you guys are up to. Well, Craig, until next time, Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes,
1: HubSpot tips and marketing resources, sign up at HubShots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.